Before we begin, I would like to invite our listeners to help support our podcast and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon of Vital Bioenergetics. By joining our Patreon, you are not only supporting the free content that we're producing, you will receive coupon codes, special offers, and inside information on the work that we're doing to help humanity raise their vibration to the next level. Please go to www.patreon.com slash vitalbioenergetics and become a Patreon today. And now for today's podcast. Welcome to High Vibes with your host, Bill G, and co-host, Nina G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth-dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to this podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now, for today's podcast. Hello and welcome to High Vibes. I'm Bill G and I'm here with Nina. And today we're going to be doing a frequency upgrade. A frequency upgrade is a form of Akashic dowsing that exists outside of space time so that anyone listening to this upgrade will receive its benefits no matter where or when you choose to listen to it. How it works is that just before the podcast, I douse a program or a condition that High Self decides that our listeners need to listen to right here, right now. Nina and I then provide you with our interpretation of what high self is trying to say to us. And then I lead you through a brief guided meditation where we do the clearing work. For today's frequency upgrade, we are going to be talking about clearing away the darkness. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're moving into the winter solstice. It's typically a time of darkness, right? Because it's the darkest night of the year here. In that darkness, symbolically, we are facing our shadow self, the parts of us that we would care not to look at in order to bring about clearing. And so that way, once the solstice is finished, we go into the light as the days get longer and springtime is just around the corner. The dowsing went to some pretty dark places. Um, The first thing that came up was from the time temple chart number two, which is looping dramas. In particular, the soul plane that came up was the etheric. The permanent atom was the atmic. The drama was child abuse. And the color was violet, which is as dark as it gets as far as the visible light spectrum. So we're looking at the connection between the mind and the body here. Right. And, and, and it's it's something that has been looped very, very often to become part of the background noise, become, become part of um, our genetics, our um, lineage. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And the uh, when it's in the violet realm, it is tainting every action step that we take. It is not just within our visible spectrum. It is those those dark feelings, those dark ideas that are preventing us from taking positive action in our lives. And because it's in the etheric this time, it's really coming into reality here. It's like stepping down 
into the uh, the really solid aspects of our lives, right? Right. And, and the admin permanent atom is a, that balance point of understanding all of the realm of possibility, that fifth dimensional knowing all of space time. And again, this, what this is showing is a blockage there. It's saying that I can't see it due to some drama that keeps repeating itself and some fear that's associated with that. So even though the dowsing here was a little bit dark, it's also showing that there is clear, bright light right around the corner. We are at the 11th hour of some big mojo going down. And this is kind of like the dark night of the soul. Absolutely. And I think a lot of us are, are experiencing that dark night of the soul right now. The drama of child abuse. I think that harkens a lot to not just the literal child abuse that many of us experience in our own childhoods. It's talking about maybe our own naivete in our own childhoods. It could also be pointing to all of those aspects that we have given over our power to. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, like power, giving up our power to our families, our to money, to the our, a concept of wealth, the concept of scarcity. Absolutely. And right now, a lot of us are experiencing scarcity because the economy is doing some crazy stuff. And the um, it's it's a very scary time right now. I mean, it's supposed to be the holidays. It's supposed to be a happy time. And people are scared. I totally understand why you say this, but I, I just want to say to everybody listening out there that even though uh, you may feel this way, uh, you you don't have to be. Right. Everything that's happening here is in out in the world is kind of like this catalyst for massive change. And the change is going to be a whole lot better than what it is that we all have now. So a lot of times, I, I always call it like a tower moment where you have to break down the old in order to get the new. And being an acupuncturist and working in a clinic, you know, you, you see clients coming in with a whole lot of problems. And as they're going through their healing process, a lot of emotional stuff comes up too. It's usually a very hard process. But then once they're over that hump of, of, you know, dumping some of that stuff that actually anchored the physical stuff for them, um, they feel very liberated. There's like the whole world opens to them and all these vistas are there. And this is exactly what we're talking about here. So this darkness, I'm going to say, is a very positive thing because we're coming down right here to the 11th hour of whatever is happening here on this planet and, and in our world, not, not just in the U.S., but, um, you know, even more acutely, other places uh, are experiencing, you know, way more control issues than we are here. So take heart in this clearing because it will hopefully um, allow you to do more of your own dumping work so that tomorrow uh, you can feel a little less afraid, maybe. Okay, excellent. And the anchoring drama that comes in here too is also pretty dark, but I think again, sheds some of that light because even though the permanent atom here is the astral permanent atom, which is the balance point of the emotional self and the drama is suicide. And that, and you know, you know, that could definitely be just checking yourself out of here because this is too hard. You know, some people are doing that now. 
Um, we certainly don't condone this. <laughs> um, yeah. And this is not what we're talking about here. But it could also be just kind of a, a death of part of the self, the part of the self that has been controlled for so long and the part that does not want to be controlled anymore. Right. Because when you balance that emotional self saying, I will stand in my power, I'm going to be a stronger person be out of this dark night of the soul, you are committing a form of suicide. You're killing the old self to make way for the new self. And because you're here right now, everybody has the ability to weather this. It's just about whether you choose to or not. And if you do weather it, there's going to be wonderful things on the other side. All right. So now let's take a quick a look here into the underlying emotions or conditions that are creating this dark night in the soul in the first place. And I think these other charts here are very interesting. So from the spiritual response therapy charts, we have dysfunction of spirit by error consciousness that is anchored by the hate of the self. So dysfunction of spirit by error consciousness, that is taking the error is the belief in the construct. So we have a dysfunction of spirit. We are not fully connecting to source. We are not fully connecting to the larger world in a uh, authentic, joyful way because our beliefs about it are wrong. They're, they are in error. And that is anchored by a belief that I don't like myself. So if I don't like myself, how can God be this wonderful, ex exciting light being that I want to connect to if I feel unworthy to even connect to that? Another way that hate of self can come into this is that you feel this duality inside yourself. You feel like you want to be doing or living a certain way, but you feel like you have to live and do in a completely different way. And this can generate this feeling of helplessness and of failure. Like I can't make this life that I really, really want. So therefore I must be doing something wrong. Absolutely. And therefore I am wrong. Oh, I love that. And another aspect of this is the uh, supporting archetype of the lost soul. The lost soul is a character who represents your, the main character, i.e. you, your past, and serves as a reminder of why you're different now than you were before. The presence of the lost soul is a reminder to the main character of who they were in the past, while the character themselves tries to convince them to go backwards. The lost soul can be a childhood best friend who has changed or grown in 30 years, the sibling who stayed behind to take care of the parents, the promising classmate who, despite being the best in their class, gave it all up to raise a family. So this is a literary archetype, obviously, but we can always apply these literary archetypes to our own story in our lives. So this lost soul is all of that potential that you thought you were and it, your life didn't quite work out the way you thought it was going to be. So you want to look back and see yourself as being different, but you also know that you can't go back, that maybe your child, you had a happy childhood and then now you feel like your life has, is never going to go back the way it was. Or maybe you had an unhappy childhood and where you are right now, you're not quite sure if you have this inner strength to 
move up and have a happy adulthood. I actually know a lot of people who are going through that and who are talking about the past and how they wish it was just like the way it was. You know, if um, I was telling Bill that um, if anyone out there listens to Oracle Girl, I highly recommend it because she has some wonderful, um, Oracle Girl was uh, talking about recently about feeling lost and how due to um, everything that's happening on the planet and the elevating energies of the planet, if we don't really understand what's happening here, we're not kind of tuned into that. And we're trying to kind of hold on to what we had in the past, even if it was just two years ago, the past that we're trying to hold on to. Um, There's kind of like a tearing that happens and we can feel really, really lost because it's just a change of energy that makes us feel that way. It doesn't feel good. The change does not feel good. So we think, oh, well, this is really, really bad what's happening. But if you can kind of weather that, like what we were talking about before, then, you know, you come out a lot stronger and a lot more in yourself and you have a lot more control over your environment. The, uh, the next item here was ancient ancestral constructs. And in that construct is the inability to find joy. And again, it's, it, I think it's giving more support here, uh, trying, telling us the story of the, you know, the, that darkness inside of you, that depression inside of you. So people who suffer from depression are just incapable of expressing or even feeling joy. They, or they think they should feel joy for something that is happening in their lives and they feel- Or they don't. Yeah, they just feel nothing. They feel, uh, or they feel sad and they can't understand why there's a disconnect with that. And again, when you're facing your shadow self, you are facing some really dark aspects of yourself. And even though this is a monumental catalyst that is driving you towards a, a brighter, lighter future, it can feel hopeless to the point where you're like, well, okay, if I even if I get there, even if I am connected to source, am I even going to feel it? Or am I even going to feel anything? Am I just going to feel empty when I do? So the last item here from the SRT protocol is from the fall of consciousness chart, the rebellion to one. And I interpret this as kind of an anger to the creator. It's the, I'm going to balk the system. I'm going to break out of my mold and say, you know, I came into this lifetime to experience some pretty dark stuff. And you know something? I just, I don't want to play that game. I am going to rebel here. (laughs) I'm going to say, hey, God, yo, I don't like this. I choose something else. That's super complaining. Well, <laughs> it's not just super complaining. It's taking your power. It's saying, hey, I am a co-creator of the universe here. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> now you can absolutely say no. And you should say no to things that you don't like. I mean, if they're not a part of you and they, and they don't feel like they're a part of you, you really should say no to them because that's not you acting in your life then. Yeah, we, right? choose, we choose to tolerate some really nasty stuff in our lives. And then, so take stock of that. What am I choosing to tolerate? And then change it. Don't, don't just be complaining about it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I mean here by the rebellion to one here. This is your out here where, you know, spirit, your high self is saying, okay, yeah, this is, we're getting dark, dark, dark here. But hey, wait a second. 
All you need to do here is make a choice. Choose to, set, to rise above this, to weather it, to stand, to make yourself uh, as strong as possible, be in your power, and just say, no, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. I'm going to choose something higher and better for myself. Now, this is an internal thing. It can be an external thing. But some people will say, well, hey, are you inciting violence? No, no, we are not doing that at all. We say, say no. It's like. I think a good example of this is uh, recently I was asked to uh, teach a class and the uh, and the, the people who asked me to teach the class, they were like, you know, this is something that we really need you to do. And, um, the, you know, they were very flattering. They said I was really smart and whatever. I was like, hey, that's that's great. I'll teach the class. And then. I felt, but my gut was kind of telling me, maybe not, maybe not. This is, you know, I've, I've taught this class before and it wasn't such a great deal. And I was kind of feeling like kind of strung along by, you know, the people who asked me to do the class. And then when I actually went to give the class. Um, yeah, you kind of gave up your power there and just did it. Yeah, I kind of gave up my power and just did it. And then when it actually happened, uh, nobody showed. <laughs> I, was well, a, I, I had one student, I mean, the one student was great. I mean, I, you know, love her to death, but at the same time, there was a lot of work that went into preparing that class. There was a lot of the, you know, the PowerPoints and the speeches and the lectures and all that stuff that went along with it. It was a lot of work. And then to not teach it to the, the number of people that would have made it worthwhile, I felt kind of used there. And so I gave up my power to what I perceived as something that was in my best interest. And what I really should have done is I should have just taken a moment here and checked in with my own gut and with my own um, high self and said no to that because it turned out to be something that just wasn't in my highest good. And a lot of times, like, especially now that's hard when it comes to money and working because, you know, with the economy going the way it is, um, everyone is, is seeing less people or less clientele or less stuff going out their door. So, you know, you really want to accommodate people if they're willing to come and do this. But a lot of times, you know, maybe they haven't thought it through quite all the way and maybe they don't really have enough money that they want to share at that moment. Or, you know, maybe they're they're, they're just expressing their love for you, but they don't really mean it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, what I should have done in that particular circumstance is I just should have said no and or found another way for this one student who really wanted to take the class uh, to to do it. But just in a way that would have been more of a one on one thing yeah. rather than uh, going through this whole uh, mishigas of this this great this big class and, you know, just to, you know, perform for an audience of one. Right. So saying no can be really simple. You know, a friend wants you to do something you really, really don't want to. And you say, ah, you know, I love you and everything, but I really can't do that. Or it could be complicated like this. So it's really important that you do take stock of what you really want to do, mm -hmm. as opposed to what you feel like you have to do. Now let's take a moment to center ourselves and prepare for a brief meditation to kind of bring all of what we just talked about into conscious awareness and then ask high self to please clear.
So relax, close your eyes if you can, take a deep cleansing breath. And we call upon high self to bring into our conscious awareness the knowledge that we here right now are facing probably the darkest night our souls have ever experienced up until this point. It is connected to our minds and our bodies and our connection to the physical plane and our block to the ability to understand that there are possibilities beyond what we can see right in front of us. It is heavily connected to our past. It is connected to our joy in the past and our pain in the past. It is an imbalance of our emotional self. It's our inability to reconcile between the positive and negative feelings that we are experiencing in our hearts. And it's also a recognition that we must take that shadow self, that very aspect which we identify with and let it go. Letting go of all of our misconceptions about what the world is supposed to be. Letting go of our concept of hating ourselves and replacing it with love of self. Letting go of our connection to our past, whether it is idealized or whether it is nightmarish, we still hold on to it and we must let it go. Letting go of our inability to find joy because we know that connection to source, to connection to the light is like being inside of joy. And it's the ultimate expression of the love of the creator for his creation. And lastly, an awareness and a strength of the inner self to say, no, I am not going to live my life in fear. No, I am going to let go of the darkness. No, I am not going to tolerate any more pain and suffering within myself. And I am going to stand in my power. I am going to hold the line. I am going to hold on to my own self image as 
part of the creator and I will use my own self-creative ability to create the world that I want to live in, to love the people I want to love and let go of all of those things within myself and within my world that tells me otherwise. Take a deep cleansing breath. Breathe in all of the pain and the darkness and blow it out. And feel the peace of that moment of letting that go. Breathe in now the joy and the light that lives just beyond your perception, but you know it's there and allow that to permeate every cell of your body and every moment of your consciousness right here in your present moment. And let it go. Adonai. Thank you for listening. For more information about Bill and Nina G, please go to www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.